Hello and welcome to Rigori, the Italian football podcast that is only slightly more exciting than watching Juve play football. Uh, I'm Marco Rinaldi. And I'm Giancarlo Rinaldi. Uh, and yet yeah, we're here to deliver our weekly dose of, of Italian football for you. And uh, as ever, we're recording this on a Sunday evening and uh, Roma have just beaten Frosinone 2-0, which was a very, you know, on paper... Not a surprising result, but um, Frosinone have started quite well, whereas Roma haven't, and Mourinho has started to be under a bit of pressure. So, an important win, really, there. Absolutely, yeah. No, I mean, especially after midweek, they took a thrashing from newly promoted Genoa. And Genoa have hit a bit of form, but just the same it was a, a 4 1 thrashing, and there was the old Italian Soto la Curva thing where they had to go and be berated by their own fans. It appears to have had some effect. I mean, they, they were good enough to beat Frosinone. It was an important win, really, more than the manner. It wasn't... Um, I mean, I had the misfortune of making myself watch Juventus Atalanta earlier, and it wasn't quite as bad as that. But it still wasn't a great performance. But Lukaku got a good goal, and then a, another goal of a set-piece later. Frosinone would feel a bit unlucky, I think, to be honest. Um, they had some chances, just a bit, you know, no, no cutting edge, whereas Roma have, you know, uh, there's no doubt the quality of players Roma have um, should be winning a game like that easy. So, yes, it eases a bit of the pressure. I mean, a lot of people say, why wasn't Mourinho under more pressure? Because the start's awful. Yeah. The, the squad is easily uh, edges of the Champions League, if not Champions League squad, and they've done rubbish. Um, and they didn't look great beating Frosinone, but as I say it gives them breathing space. They've got Servette in Europe through the week as well, so um, a welcome tonic for Roma. But whether it cures all their ills, I don't. I don't know. You know, the football wasn't great, but then the football was never great under under Mourinho. Really, um, we've said that last season that you know Roma. It was a tough battle between Roma and Juve. Who was the the more excruciating to watch? Um, they, they weren't. They weren't terrible. Um, tonight, as I say, but maybe that was just because I had watched Juve prior to that, who were terrible. Well, the game was the game was terrible, yeah. two to two to tango and all that. But um, I know a welcome welcome breath of air for Roma pushes them up the table. And as I say, we take the underdog side. Felt Frosinone a wee bit a wee bit hard luck story, but no real cutting edge. Created a lot of chances, but just nobody to stick them in the net. Yeah, and and towards the top of the table were some interesting results. We, of course, predicted that Napoli were doing rubbish. Garcia was soon to be sacked. And since we've done that, of course, they've they've hit form and started banging in the goals. But um, before we look at them on the pitch, obviously this week there's been a lot of controversy about what happened off the pitch and their, in particular their social media and TikTok stuff, um, which, you know, as a Venezia fan, you know my... Uh, issues with teams' social media accounts and trying to be cool, and this one was just frankly bizarre. And I do not know what was going through their head when they. No, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to fathom. It's hard to fathom when you know when players, when things are not going great, why you would weed into that. I think it's just best left alone and sorted out. It was all timed, all judged, everything everything you care to measure. But, I mean, having said all of that, it does seem to have had the desired effect because um, well, maybe it was a, our podcast because, I mean, we said, oh, Napoli still have Inter won the league 
Inter promptly went and lost. We say Davri are Empoli doomed. Empoli promptly went and won, although they returned to form this weekend. But, you know, so it was. But, you know, Napoli, it seems to have curious stuff off the pitch, as I say, you know, but it does seem to have... Suddenly we were back to the days of Quaradona, really, because he scored a lovely goal and then set up Bozimen. Didn't start. Um, yeah. th- th- this weekend, but came on and scored. But I no, it, it, it is it is puzzling. But I mean, you're you're the expert on social media, Marco, and and you know getting people the sack from those kind of positions. What what was your take on what was your take on how did you feel it was handled? Uh, off, I thought it was handled terribly. I mean, I have no idea if the Napoli person is still in a job, but they shouldn't be. Um, I, my understanding is like the. So there were two, for those that didn't see them, there were two TikTok videos. There was one where they sort of took the piss out of Ozymen uh, wanting a penalty and then missing a penalty, which seems an odd thing to do. And then one where they posted a picture of him and said, I am a coconut. And the, the latter one was something, apparently, is some sort of meme on TikTok, which I don't know, I don't use TikTok, but it just is nonsense. And I personally... And this is the grumpy old man in me coming out. I just can't stand this stuff. I would rather the social media just stuck to, you know, here, you know, absolutely support the team, do the announcements, give us the results and all that sort of stuff. But otherwise, don't bother. But I know they're all about building brands and all this sort of stuff. But I don't know what sort of brand they want to build. It's dangerous when it's in the wrong hands, though, I think, is the, is yeah. the thing that some people get it, some people don't get it. And there are. It's when you put somebody that doesn't get it in charge of it that it's disastrous. Yeah. I think because they try to. You're right. They try to be cool. They try to do whatever the latest thing is. But that only works if it's natural to you. I think otherwise you're just better sticking to belt and braces. We scored this goal. You know, nice clips of of whatever yeah. and a very basic service because there's only a few people that are really good at thinking outside of the box. And when you try to imitate, if that's not doesn't come naturally to you, it comes across terribly. And this was another another case in point of that where you know just if you'd been a bit more savvy, but if you knew your stuff, then you probably could have come up with some cool video of I don't know Rudy Garcia and those men skipping round the pitch at the at the Stadio Maradona. But as it was at a time when your team's struggling, it just it seemed very very bizarre, very off key, and you know just ill, Ill thought out. And as I say, you know it's um, if you don't if you don't know what you're doing, you're you're better to just stick to posting goals I, I, and I highlights. Think I, as ever, it was made worse by Napoli, the club's lack of proper response. I think in their statement as well, it didn't exactly apologise to Aussie men, but he he has released his own statement and sort of you know, um, tried to show that he still loves Napoli and, and asked his supporters to stop stop abusing the club in the town and the city, I think. So, yeah, it, it, and completely needless. Although, as you say, he has since scored a couple of goals, so maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe it tune, had effect. Tuning up, for, yeah. tuning up for Real Madrid, I think, through the yeah. week, obviously, just hitting, hitting back to form. I mean, and in fairness, you know, it it maybe is you know we've we've had a go at well Rudy Garcia because he's at the helm mm. and the football hasn't been that scintillating but I guess anybody was going to struggle after Spalletti and maybe you know in time there's still more than enough good players there to to do you know to do good things and 
the, the I guess the the Champions League is a kind of an open account for them. They would love love to go a bit further, having you know kind of fizzled out a bit in the competition uh, last season when they were a lot of people's dark horses to actually go and and win it. So you know you need you need to get all your best players back on. So, I mean it goes without saying, really, doesn't it? You don't want to piss off your star no. players with some stupid social media post, especially when you know things that when the team's struggling. Now that things are maybe a bit better, then you can have a laugh about it. But you know certainly when results weren't great, it was uh, aye poorly judged indeed. And. Uh... Before we leave Napoli, they, obviously one of the games they won was against Udinese, and I just wanted to mention, in case people haven't seen it, the Samarzic, is that how you say it? Goal I think for, so, or Samarzic, I'm not sure yeah. where, the, where the emphasis lies. But... Uh, goal for Udinese, which I thought was, I mean, a contender for goal of the season, surely, because he takes the ball at the halfway line and beats about six players before... Not absolutely, there. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like sort of here's what you could have got. It's yeah. like the old, the old bullseye for those old enough to to remember. Here's what you could have won because certainly, you know that that, that was another transfer with off the pitch shenanigans mm-hmm. that seemed to seemed to cause cause problems with it. And you know, and eventually they threw in the towel. But certainly, looks a player in that you know to to waltz through. I mean, granted, it's not the same defence, but you know to waltz through. Still one of the best defences in Italy with such ease and such skill. Did say it did say you know I was thinking English Premier League. I'll be watching that yeah, yeah, uh, you know and writing out checks you know. So if he was maybe twenty million, he's probably fifty million by now. And if he was English, he'd be about one hundred and twenty-five million. So yeah, you know, a lovely, lovely goal, and you know he certainly is a is a talent and one to one to watch throughout the season and maybe the, the one that got away for Inter. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of Inter, obviously you mentioned they got they suffered a shock defeat to Sassuolo, uh, Berardi scoring a, a beauty, um, but then got things back on track uh, this weekend with a 4-0 win in which, uh, or was it 4-1? I can't remember. 4-0. 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0. Um, with uh, Lautaro scoring uh, all four goals. It, it was the Lautaro show. He didn't start the game. No. Remember this? Exactly. It was a second half uh, barrage. I mean, I, I under, Salernitana had a goal disallowed to equalise uh, yeah, yeah. 1-1. And so, you know, that that was their, that was their hope. But, every, I mean, if you watch the every single... Well, obviously, one of them was a penalty. So that had to be a first-time finish. But the other three... All first-time finishes of different styles, but the first one especially I thought was amazing. I mean, I don't know. It looked intentional. He chipped the ball. You know, it was one of those ones where he chipped it, just scooped it over the goalie as if, I don't know, it was more like a chip to run onto the ball, but the ball ran into the net. You know, and he didn't need to run onto it. It was such a delicate finish and it was almost like saying well you know you've kept me on the bench but here here's what I can do um, and I see well, Italy being Italy of course they're all um, already piling on to can he beat the 36 goals that Higuain and Immobile yeah, have yeah. scored I mean I, I know you Marco would argue that he's certainly no player fit to lace Immobile's boots <laughs> but um, you like know that. something along those lines but he's certainly in tip top he, he is a player that has streaks like this so he has you know he does blow hot and cold but just now he's so hot yeah that inter team other than the Sassuolo result is so hot that you know it is it is credible if he stays fit 
given you know given that Arnautovic now is out yeah. long term injured, they are going to play him more. So you know if he can stay fit, he's got the games there, he's got the team around him. And it's, you know, I mean, Marcus Thuram, a very good player too, but there's no doubt he's the focus of that attack. And if he keeps finishing them off like that, every time he touches the ball nearly, it was a goal, then, you know, you, you have to think well, it could be a credible target. We're a wee bit soon, um, six or seven weeks into the season, to be to be shouting for um, record goal-scoring feats. But certainly that, that performance was... Breathtaking, and it it bodes well for you know Inter need a bounce back in Europe this week. Then they're at home to Benfica on Tuesday night, and you know after a bad performance in the yeah. opening game, they could they could really do with a, a bounce back performance. And he's you know again he's one of these players that you know Serie A doesn't maybe have a lot of the world's best, but he looks like one of the world's best strikers at the moment and you got to hope that he carries that form in, into the into the Champions League as well. And uh, just at the top of the table, obviously Inter up there, uh, Milan got a big win against Lazio as well. So Lazio in in trouble. I see Sarri had one of his big moans again um, after did, the game. He did. If I was a Celtic fan, I, mean, I know Celtic's form's not, breathtaking but I mean it felt like he was getting his excuses in early for a terrible I was going to use a stronger word there I don't know why I didn't I could just could have done but anyway you know he seemed to be put I mean they weren't they weren't awful against Milan but they weren't great and then he had a moan about how many games they have to play as if nobody else had to play you know I mean I I get it It was they, they do play a lot of games the scheduling's not great that's true, but you know, seeing they're sort of massacring my players or whatever, and that that sounded like you know, oh, watch out Wednesday night, I'm going to be shuffling the pack and not playing, not playing very well, which we know they've got past history of. I mean, the only thing as I say is last season they prioritised league over Europe, but what's he prioritising this season? Waiting for the Coppa Italia to kick in? I don't, I don't know. The performances haven't been great, and yes, they've lost Milenkovic Savic. That was a blow, but Milan. You know, I mean, it's ironic, really. You know, they were calling for Pioli to go, and yet they've gone on a good run. Rafa Leal back and tipped at two assists yeah. um, at, at the weekend. They look like they've got options. I mean, still, you have to have at the back of your mind the whacking they got in the derby, you know, so because they said, so we seen, you know, the, the two Milan giants are set in sale, and who can live with them? But I mean, it, it's hard to think that Milan can live yeah. with Inter on the evidence of that but then again Pioli did take a team I said you know that I think he took a team that wasn't brilliant to the Scudetto so could he do it again maybe if Inter take their eye off the ball and get distracted by Europe then he possibly could they're the, the closest contenders at the moment but Lazio the start of the season has been dreadful and they, they've got a a squad that I mean, I saw he was saying don't panic too much, and it, it was there was some truth in that because they have had a particularly hard run of games at the start of the season. But still, you know, as I say, if I was a Celtic fan, I'd be kind of licking my lips, thinking, well, you know, I'm maybe getting them at yeah. just the right, just the right time. If they're feeling sorry for themselves, if they're feeling down on their luck and thinking we've got too many games, we're too tired, well. I'll tell you what, you come to Glasgow, the crowd will be right up for it. You know, you you'll not get a you'll not get a gentle, you'll not be able to stroll through that game. You'll certainly it'll test your test your fitness, it'll test your effort levels, and if you're not up to it then it could be a, another embarrassing night for them. But we'll see. They've got the quality, I don't doubt, to 
um, more than match Celtic. But it's just that that it, and Sarri's not alone in this. You know, the Italian managers do it all the time. It's like they get their retaliation in first or whatever, and their excuses kind of posted up on the board early to say, "Oh, we're tired. We've got too many games. This yeah. is, you know, the schedule's against us." One of my pet hates is when they always go on about the condition you know oh it's only september we're not in the you know it's normally used for italy oh it's early in the season not 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 ready yet as if you know i think maybe the the other leagues have started a week before or something like that and it makes such a huge difference apparently. yeah i know it's, it's a nonsense as i say i know that you know yeah i get that players can be tired they're not they're not machines um but you know you knew when you signed up you you fought so hard to get into the Champions League then, you know, the, the club knew, I mean, unless it's one of these ones where the other thing is often the, the behind the scenes, he's thinking they haven't signed me enough players and yeah. you know, he's trying to make it, he's trying to posture to the Lazio board to say, well, you know, this is the squad you've given me, how can you expect me to fight on two fronts? I don't know, there, there may be a bit of that going on but again, you know, you knew when you signed up to the job that that's the way the, the club was run. So, I mean, hopefully, I'd always like to see Italian teams win. So, hopefully, he's got, you know, something up his sleeve to get them fit and get them motivated um, for midweek. Because, you know, now that they've got into Europe and, you know, they, they've kind of looked down on the other, uh, certainly Lazio fans looked down on the other European competitions when Roma were doing well in them. They've got into the most prestigious ones. So, you know, they, they, owe, they owe it to themselves and they owe it to Italian football in general to um, give as good a account of themselves as they can. Yeah, and and this would normally be where we talk about Fiorentina's game, but they're uh, not playing until tomorrow. But you can still... I'll, I'll still let you talk briefly about them. Thank, game. thank you, thank you. That was it. I mean, yeah, I know I'm, 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 people may have noticed an air of relaxation in my voice that they, I've not had that tension over the weekend of waiting for Fiorentina to play Cagliari on Monday night and, you know, that'll be it's a game that Fiorentina should win but then again, their midweek game really was a game that they, they should have won away to Frosinone. Not that Frosinone's got a very good home record, you know, and they're, they're not an easy, they're not a pushover but when Fiorentina got a, hit, a lovely header from Nico Gonzalez celebrating his new contract, I mean it really is one of the best headers of the ball in Serie A for a guy that's not a that's not a giant, and they were all over them. Really, you know, it was one of these games where you thought I was well, I, I never think the Fiorentina are going to win, but you know, it looked it looked for all the world like they had everything at their disposal to win the game. But then it, it was old Fiorentina again. They kind of went backwards, and and Frosinone got a goal. Um, annoyingly, it was a. Juventino on loan that scored for them, Sule with a header and it was one of these ones where, I don't know it was a decent cross but it flicked off Coyote's head and it made it a perfect cross, it might have been a goal anyway um, but it was a bit annoying, but to be honest they deserved it because they were playing more like a team thinking 1-0 will do and will try and pinch a goal, which had, you know, in fairness stood them, they pinched the result uh, against Udinese but they weren't able to, they weren't good enough to pinch the result. Long-term injury to Dodo has kind of forced them to shuffle their pack a bit as well. And they were playing Parisi as a makeshift right back. He did quite well, but I ah, know it was it was annoying to, you know, because that 
a win there could obviously put Fiorentina right into the the top four reckoning. Whereas as it is, I think there may be sixth in the in the league just now. Potential to go back into the into the higher echelons if they can beat Cagliari, which you know really you would say at home they should. But equally, those of us who've watched Fiorentina for a long time take absolutely nothing for granted. And uh, dipping down into Serie B, it was. A, a mixed week, I suppose, for Benetza. We we suffered our first defeat um, at home to Palermo. Not a great, not a great performance from us. I think Palermo deserved the deserved the win, unfortunately. But um, and it, it looked like this weekend was going to be a continuation because our first half against Modena. We it's funny we we started the season I think three games into the season or something. We had had the most shots in the whole of the league, and we seem to have got ourselves in a state where it's very difficult for us to create chances we have a lot of the ball um but we can't create chances we can't seem to get in behind um and modena took the lead early in the second half and i thought oh this is going to be difficult but fortunately we we fought back into it and then pulled out what was a good performance altari equalized from a corner with a big header um which for some reason the ref took ages to say it across the line even though it was about three feet over the line um and then Gitker, the Viking, uh, had a lovely turn and finish into the top corner before Bjork, your favourite Bjarki Bjarkison came on and uh, rattled a 40-yarder in from, you know, it was a, it was an absolutely brilliant goal. Totally unexpected from him, I have to say. But um, he, both he and the, the Viking coming on made a big difference. Johnson was pretty terrible and Leila just anonymous in the midfield so th- those changes made a big difference to us but I still worry slightly that we don't have a player that can unlock a defence um, and also we don't seem to cross the ball enough for, for you know we've got Puyampalo and possibly Gieker in the middle sometimes and so I don't know why we're not just trying to hit more crosses into the box because Puyampalo nearly scored a header Um that would have knocked the goalkeeper over even if he'd been in the way. It's a great target yeah. for those so, kind of balls. But a good a good bounce back though. I mean I yeah. saw you kinda of doing you were doing the football manager's thing through the week and saying, Well maybe this'll put our feet on the ground and not we'll not be getting carried away. We'll be taking it one game at a time, that sort of thing. And and you know and in some ways though, it can be a bit you know, that I think sometimes a defeat if you take the lessons from it can yeah. serve as a serve as a tonic but you i think the the danger is that you become the problem is if you score a lot of goals people get scared of yeah, you and I then think. in italy teams are so good at blocking up and that's a that's a problem fiorentina have had as well over the over recent seasons is it get a lot of the ball not a lot of end product you know not a lot of knowing how to unlock a defense and if you've got a man like Palo up front then you know feed him and he will score probably yeah, because think, he, has, exactly, he has yeah, done. Teams are, are more wary of it and so yeah it is, it is more difficult but as you say good to get back on into winning ways. Another tough game against Parma uh, coming up which is you know I think they're the best team in the league as I've said before and so that'll be a difficult one but then after that it should on paper be a slightly easier run for us so if we can get out of, out of this one, if we could even get a point against Parma, that would be amazing. And then um, 
Yeah. Have you see, have see you played have you played Sampdoria yet? Yes, we have. We might have oh, played Sampdoria. Yeah, you've yeah. got your joker up your as, sleeve because there's everyone that plays them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we were saying before we started recording, you know, and maybe this could be another one where a manager might go in the midst yeah. of our recordings. Although I think it, it didn't seem, you know, usually the jungle drums in Italy, Andrea Pirlo's had a terrible, I mean, there's only Lecco now. I mean, granted, they've been penalised two points, but only Lecco, who just joined the league behind them, um, and another defeat this weekend. Catanzaro, who deserve a mention, is yeah. one of the, the surprise, you know, bright sparks of the of Serie B. But Samp really, you know, a lot more expected of them. I don't. I mean, I don't know. You know, the, I've seen people who watch Samp more often than I do saying that you know this we can't expect a lot more of this squad, which is a bit of a a bit of a worry. Um, but I, I would argue you could expect a bit more than you know three points or well five points as I say whatever you might want to think of it and there has to be a concern that Pirlo maybe wasn't the man for the job and you maybe need someone more tried and tested an old an old and glorious bastard of of Serie B might be a might be a better pick and I dare say if the results don't pick up that might be what happens because you know he's obviously a marquee signing as a manager and you maybe want to give him more time because he was a you know, he was a great player, he is a great guy, but equally, you know, the Samp didn't come into Serie B to go into Serie G. I think no, they were hoping to exactly, get out of the division in a exactly, different direction. With, with these players, you just don't know, like Pirlo might, well, I mean, like he wasn't awful at Juve, you know, I know he got he got kicked out, but he, he won the Coppa Italia, didn't he not, or something, <laughs> but, you know, so with better players, his tactics might work but with a workman like squad which is what he's got at Samp it might just not be able he might just not have the stuff that that um can make that pay off so yeah they're in they're in difficulty but um you know as a as Venezia showed last season you you can leave it fairly late into the season before That's you start true. turning things around but yeah I'd be surprised if they could if this run of results continues that he is still there so yeah we, we will see what happens but we have rambled on enough for this week i think um we will be back as usual next week but if you enjoyed it please do tell your friends and people you work with and all that to to download and give us ratings and reviews because that's always helpful but otherwise we will speak to you next week we'll be back next week